player of the month for August for Premier League. How pleased are you for him? Yes, delighted for him, definitely, and he totally deserves it, uh, not only because of his goals, but also because of his performances, his, his workload, his personality for the team. He's a key player, and, and for that he all deserve, he deserves uh, all the individual praise, and he can handle it. So he's experienced and, and humble, so for that, not concerned that he will lose his uh, ground under his feet. Um, so, well done, Timo, and uh, yeah, pretty happy and delighted for him. And moving on to Manchester City this weekend, can you tell us any team news? Yes, many injured players. Um, we're more uh, let's today uh, on the physio bed than uh, on the training pitch. Um, yeah, we'll be. We'll be it's, it's a tricky situation for us. Uh, definitely, yeah. we're playing. Um, yeah, one of the best teams uh, in the world, if not the the best team uh, in the world. And yeah, uh, as a newly promoted side, uh, you always have to be at at your best. And and our injury situation is is not easy at the moment. And uh, yeah, but we try to handle it anyhow. You've said time and time again you're not going to change your style or your philosophy now you're in the Premier League, but are Man City an exception? Man City is exceptional, uh, sec, uh, exceptional definitely, because um, they are so special also also in their style. But my feeling is if you just try to park the bus, uh, then you have no chance against them. Because if you just have to defend 90 minutes, uh, then there is no chance uh, to win points against them. So it's, it's also important that you have many periods uh, where you control uh, the ball, where you um, also are in possession to put the pressure a bit away. Um, and uh, that's uh, that's always a key against them to to find a good balance. Of course, we have to be top class in our defending and really concentrated and really also disciplined in the in the detailed stuff. Uh, we have to um, defend on a top class level, but it will be also important that we bring our style to to dominate possession and and to be good with the ball also also on the pitch. And uh, if I'm honest, even if I would want to, um, I can't park the bus because I have no uh, defensive player anymore. So uh, for that, uh, we have to concentrate on, uh, on our skills. And just finally, at the end of this weekend, we'll be five game weeks in. You'll play sort of three of the top six big teams already. Is that a positive or a negative in your eyes? It's like it is. So I don't want uh, interpretate too much in, into the into the um, fixtures. So we know that we had a tough, unbelievable tough start. It's always good as a newly promoted side if you uh, can use your momentum of, of uh, promotion and and are there already. And you are there already with uh, with a few points to be in a good position. But we know we played the reigning uh, champion of the uh, Champions League, the reigning champion of the Europa League, yeah, and the winner of the Premier League title. So three of the best teams in the world, uh, the top finishers in the last season, finished one, two, and second, third. Um, big task, but we showed in all team, uh, all games so far that we are competitive. And I think there are many uh, positive things to take out of uh, out of this. And uh, but I don't expect that your other uh, games will be easier. So we are more or less uh, always on the dock in each of every game. And yeah, but we're looking forward to have these challenges. Thank you, Daniel. No problem. Anyone else? Daniel, uh, you say you don't have any defensive players. Does that mean Max Aaron is not with us this weekend? <sighs> okay, in personal terms, we we start. I'm not sure how much time you have, but uh, at all any point, day. all day. Okay, all day. Good. Um, we said, okay, first of all, meanwhile, I can uh, confirm Tim Klose um, doesn't need a surgery. That's more or less a, a good news, but it won't reduce the time that he's out that much, um, perhaps a bit. So with the surgery, it was would be safe that he's out for nine months. Meanwhile, it could be that it's one or two months less. So that's perhaps a good news, um, but he will be out the, the whole season if there's not a big, big surprise, if I'm honest. Um, that's what we, what we can confirm. Uh, we can also confirm that uh, Christoph Zimmermann will be out till uh, January, um, that's also for sure, um, after this 
hit on his uh, on his uh, on his feet. So um, the ankle is okay. The ankle, the ligaments in the ankle are also okay. But uh, there was so much energy on his feet that the ligaments within the feet are uh, are damaged and a pretty pretty complicated uh, injury. Um, if I'm honest, in the beginning we were really a bit even more concerned about uh, it was if it was slightly. Worse, uh, we could have been concerned about uh, about his whole career, if I'm uh, if I'm honest. So for that, I wouldn't call it luck in a bad luck situation because it's still bad luck. He was out for two months and then 25 minutes on the pitch, and right now we will have to do without him till January. That's uh, that's for sure. So uh, more or less an individual tragedy, and also for us, uh, especially after Tim closes out. But yeah, that's reality, and we have to we have to handle it. Um, also, Grant Hanley is not available for the starting lineup uh, tomorrow. He was out the last, um, yeah, more than two weeks in team training. Returned today, um, back on the on the pitch. We have to wait a bit uh, how his body reacts right now after after the session was his first session uh, together with the team. I hope he's all right. That I have him at least as an option in the defense because uh, we are a bit bit thin at the moment in this terms. But he's definitely not available for the starting lineup. Hopefully, at least an option for 20 or 30 minutes uh, on the uh, on the bench. Um, then we've got uh, Tom Tribal, who's out. He uh, damaged his ligament in the in the West Ham game, so was the reason for the last 50 minutes. Uh, we played more or less a bit in, in underload because he was not able to run. But uh, we substitute already uh, after 75 minutes, and more or less one minute after this third substitute, he injured himself, and uh, he will be out. Um, and won't come back uh, before the next international break. So we'll be out at least the next six weeks. That's uh, also for sure. Um, we've got, of course, on and Des further on, further on uh, out with his uh, long-term injury after surgery. Um, we've got Patrick Roberts not available for tomorrow. He's not allowed to play because he's alone from uh, Man City. Uh, we've got Moritz Leitner out, um, not available for tomorrow. He got a hit in his calf in the in the West Ham game, and we tried everything, but there's still fluid in his uh, in his calf, and uh, wasn't able to train in the last two weeks. So uh, the West Ham game was, uh, yeah, more or less not not only the result, but also the outcome uh, in terms of injuries was uh, was more or less horrible. So Moritz Leitner uh, not available for tomorrow. Uh, Maru Francic not available for tomorrow. He uh, overstretched, uh, slipped away yesterday in training, overstretched his calf and uh, strained his calf. So. Um, I don't. Um, he's not in the contention for tomorrow, so uh, no chance uh, with him. Uh, Max Evans is out. Sinus Moses has to wear a boot. Um, yeah, will be out. I guess he will. There's a chance for him to to come back um, after the next international break. But his Sinus uh, Moses is, uh, yeah, damaged, and uh, for that he has to wear a boot. Uh, at least in the next uh, next days he will be out. Um, ben Godfrey came back injured um, with uh, with a groin injury from the from the under um, um, under 21 game. Um, major doubt for tomorrow. We have to wait. So he was today on the training pitch, but um, more or less reduced and taped. We'll have a late decision with uh, with him uh, if he's available for tomorrow. So a major doubt. Um, good news is uh, Markus Tieperman is available because uh, he was out with a growing problem the first week of the international break but at least he was able to train the last three days so I don't expect a setback that he will be available and uh, latest latest news uh, Tim Krul always stretches elbow a bit in our latest uh, session so there is I would say a little doubt so I don't expect him to be out but uh, if I'm honest I'm a bit tempted um, to travel or to be there with three goalkeepers tomorrow um, 
on the one hand because um, there are no free players available anyway and the other topic is uh, we are a bit concerned because he always stretches elbow after after strike against his against his arm and I'm a bit, a bit concerned that there is something uh, during the warm-up tomorrow or whatever, so I'm a bit tempted to, to travel uh, also with Ralph Herman and uh, also with Michael McGovern tomorrow. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Probably I forgot one or two, I'm pretty sure, but um, these are what I have in my head at the moment. You're yes. doing well not to be lying in a darkened room after that. <laughs> after this press conference, I'll go back in my dark cave and cry a bit. Yes. No, it, it makes no sense, yeah, but because um, each of your team has, uh, during a season, a situation when it's, when it's difficult and you have to handle such a situation. I'm not sure if a, a team has to handle such a situation like we have right now with uh, more or less yeah, 10 injured key players or players who are, could have a go in, a, in the starting lineup. So it's, it's a really a special situation and we didn't have uh, many players on the training pitch in the last two weeks if I'm... Uh, Uh, if I'm honest, but it's like it is. So it makes no sense to to complain. I'm always speaking about that. I trust all my lads and I trust all the group. We know it's a bit tricky situation, especially um, yeah before such a game. But it is like this. So it's more like as long as we find uh, 11 lads who are willing and able to to wear the yellow shirt, uh, we are competitive and we will fight for the points. And this is also exactly what uh, what we will do uh, tomorrow. So. Um, Of course, I'm not overly happy and I'm dancing on the table today, but um, it's like this. So I trust all my players and we will go with what we've got. And we try to be there uh, competitive and also with good performance. And uh, then we are also trying to go for some points. Just a couple of specific follow-ups. Did you say Zimmerman needs surgery or not? No, the good news with him, um, he doesn't need surgery, but he has to wear a boot pretty, pretty long because... It has a pretty complicated damage of ligaments within the feet. So um, before I didn't even know that there are ligaments within the feet who could be damaged. I never heard about this, um, but it is like it is. So it was a pretty complicated injury. And like I said, so the, in the beginning, the doctors were even concerned if there was a slightly worse um, outcome, even about, uh, about the whole career. So thank God it's not that bad. And thank God we will have him back, hopefully then at any point, but definitely not before January. With Aaron, is that the ankle? Did you say left ankle? Yes, exactly. So the ankle is more or less alright, but the syndesmosis uh, in this in this ankle is, uh, is damaged or at least um, interrupted. And uh, for that, he has to wear to, to wear this boot because this ligament has to come or this syndesmosis ligament has to come together. And um, yeah, not the best outcome out of this game, that's for sure. And particularly now, you're saying Godfrey is also a major doubt. From what was it a really situations. For example, O'Neill Hernandez injured himself when he fell down the stairs in his private life. Um, it is like this. So when you think it's it's in football, it's like in private life. And when you think you reach a turning point, it can't get worse, and there's another sucker punch, and uh, you have to handle it anyhow. Um, this is what we're trying to do. So uh, we won't complain. So we know it's it's a tragedy, but. Uh, in general, there are much worse um, fates in uh, in life, and there are, sometimes in, in this moment you have to remind yourself there are more important things in um, in, in life than just playing a football game. And for that, we won't cry, we won't complain. We it's tricky to handle the situation. We know this, uh, but we will try to to search for some solutions, and uh, yeah, we'll go tomorrow. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the way you're talking now, you're very positive. Can it almost work for you in the sense that 
it brings the group together, you know, it's almost the siege mentality, look at all these bad luck lads, we'll just have to, you know, overcome that as well and try and turn it as a positive as much as you can. Yes, we have to, we have to, uh, definitely. So it's, it's we always speak about that we need each and every uh, lad in this, in this dressing room and this situation proves it, uh, definitely, that we need each and every lad and uh, there will be a few debuts perhaps uh, tomorrow, also at least debuts in the... Um, uh, then in the uh, in the squad, I'm a bit thinking about, uh, for example, uh, example uh, Adam Eilert, whom the first time in the Premier League uh, Premier League squad could be uh, that he's involved tomorrow, um, and uh, this brings the group together. It's also a chance then for for some other lads, uh, some other lads to shine, and uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, just final footnote on the injuries. Talking about bad tackles, is it now because you wasn't happy clearly with the Zimmerman tackle and the incidents that day? Mm. But this compounds it as well that. You're without that player for January and potentially could have been even worse. Does it, have you calmed down yet? <laughs> yeah, I've calmed down. So, and, and but even after the game, I never accused someone. So not at all. So I think it was not uh, intention anyhow the, to to injure my player. It was a bit the intention to set a sign. So to be honest, I was a striker as well. And and um, yeah, when I was just running after the ball, I would be also annoyed and try to set a sign. But I don't think that uh, Halea, for example, tried to injure uh, Christopher or whatever. Not at all. So definitely, he's a, he's a good lad. But the outcome was uh, was uh, was anyhow tough eh? because out of this scene, anyhow, Christopher was not able to to sprint back, and we conceded a goal. And out of a situation where my my injured player was still on the pitch, and we had no chance to uh, to substitute him because, of course, yeah, after his injury, after he got some treatment, he tried to return on the pitch, tried everything, but the ball was not what in the out after he came back. Um, uh, and for that there was no break and we had no chance to substitute him and we conceded out of this situation where the ball uh, was a tackle when the ball was three yards away uh, we conceded more or less out of this uh, a goal and um, it's a tough outcome so tough tough to take but it's, uh, it is like it is so. Just one more and we'll, we'll get to my team but have you seen the last day or two um, Mike Riley the head of the referees has come out and said that there's been four incorrect bar calls and one of them was the tribal tackle on Halla. That should have been a penalty, given you didn't get the rubber of the green and one or two other key incidents in that game. Is, is that a bit of a strange comment, do you think? Not a strange uh, comment, so um, I totally accept uh, this because during the game I also got the feeling oh, it could be a penalty. I didn't watch it back, to be honest, but uh, a few lads um, confirmed that it was probably a penalty. Um, but for me, if I'm honest, not an important topic to, to, to speak about because it was not crucial um, for this game. So uh, if, if we are there with uh, mistakes on the VAR, I'm a big friend of VAR, if I'm, uh, if I'm honest, and probably Mike is totally right to label this as a mistake that uh, VAR should, should have overruled uh, the situation. Uh, and he's probably totally right to, to point this out, but um, this mistake had no effect uh, on this game because West Ham was 2-0 up after 82 minutes or something like this. We were... Uh, they are more or less like without Tom Tribal, he was on the pitch, but uh, he was not able to run. Moritz Leitner still can. He was able to go further on, but also not fully available. So it's more like it was a mistake um, when they were 2-0 up and we were just playing with eight and a half free players. So if we would have scored in, the, in extra time two times and uh, the, the outcome would be a 2-2, we could have spoken about the situation that it was a crucial mistake but uh, it has no effect okay perhaps uh, with a penalty they would be able to win 3-0 or something like this but it wouldn't change the game but um, a mistake before changed a bit uh, the game a mistake not to give a, uh, even a free kick in the situation against against Christoph Simon this changed the game and but it's a proof that even VAR I'm a big friend of it and it works quite well at the moment but even if VAR works 
it won't reduce all mistakes. So it's also important that, ref that the referees are also there with good decisions. And this is also a perfect role model, uh, this game for this. But I think Mike is probably right to, to point out that this could have been a penalty, yes. Uh, first things first, you have to find 11 fit players. But then how do you, how do, you do anything against a team that got 98 points last season? You look at their players, world-class players, world-class coach. Uh, it would have been daunting even with your, your strongest 11, but in the current circumstances, how do you possibly go there tomorrow and try and compete? Yes, it's what we're trying to do. So we spoke before the season that we um, have to climb the Mount Everest uh, during this season and, and try to do it without tools anyhow um, in, in order to, to stay in this league. And uh, this type of game is, is one of the toughest challenges you can get. So for me, Liverpool and Man City are the two best teams in Europe at the moment. and also two uh, best teams in, uh, in the world and it's, you always need to be there with a top class day in order to be competitive and uh, to fight for some points but this is exactly what you're trying to do we showed uh, even the, in the Liverpool game that we, uh, that we are competitive we showed it uh, against Chelsea we showed it against Newcastle of course uh, Man City is, is still a different quality but even against Liverpool so um, we were much closer to have a really good result and um, um, then it, you could predict after after just hearing uh, the uh, the result. Uh, so my feeling was uh, we were pretty close to to gain even more than just loss in, in Liverpool. And uh, right now we have a home game. We have a uh, excited crowd. We need definitely support, especially in this situation, because several young lads will be also in, in our squad tomorrow and perhaps even a bit nervous with their, with their debut or whatever. We need trust and support uh, from our supporters today and uh, tomorrow and there will be a few difficult times, I'm, I'm pretty sure, but if we stick together, um, you always have a chance and we're trying to give our best and trying to be competitive. It's fine one for me. I mean, you say you haven't got enough defenders to park the bus, but that's not really your style. Like you set your teams up. How can you possibly engage them in terms of a a forward attacking type of game given you know the quality they've got in those areas Yes, we have to be good in our topics. So it's it's important that we are good and, and pretty pretty precise in our pressing, uh, because it's important that we uh, that we gain uh, our self possession, uh, and we have to be good in our possession. So we are we are also a threat in the offense. So it's it's no coincidence that Timo, for example, won um, this award that we are already there with with six goals and and uh, with many many good performance of our offensive players. So it's important that we bring our offensive players into into the game if we take this strength away from our offensive players and tell them, listen, because we don't have uh, defenders on the pitch, you just also have to try to concentrate on defending. We have no chance uh, tomorrow. So we need to, to find some solutions, how, how to keep the ball, how to keep possession, how to bring the ball also in the, in the half of Man City. We know even better teams are sometimes not... not uh, or, Uh, teams with a better reputation are not able to do this um, uh, even in the top class games teams because uh, Man City is so outstanding and they such a, have such a special group and uh, it's such a world class uh, group and such a world class coach it is difficult but this is exactly the task, uh, task uh, we, have to, uh, we have to face and uh, the challenge we have to face and that's what we are trying to do so to bring our football uh, on the pitch and to make out of this game our game Sorry to harp on about the injuries but do you actually have each each of my player can uh, can play also in the defensive role it's no problem even if I need Timo Pukki on there as a right fullback he will play right fullback so I'm not concerned we will find a few players who are also able to defend and I'm not concerned could you um, give a heads up on some of the youngsters involved uh, off the record if you want who's, who is likely to be involved in the squad 
They are, they are definitely, uh, they are definitely no gifts. So uh, we are praised that we are a club um, who gives many chances to young players. It's no coincidence that three of our young players were involved in the, in the under 21 game. Or um, give you already the hint that, uh, for example, uh, Adam Ida could be the first time in the, in the Premier League uh, squad tomorrow. So at least he's uh, pretty much in my, in my thoughts for tomorrow because we deserve it. But um, it's not like we are, we are just trying to, to get some compliments for bringing some lads in. So there are no gifts and I just bring them in when I think they are prepared. So it's not like just because you're young or whatever in this club, uh, you get the chance to be uh, involved in the first team squad. So my feeling is I will just uh, travel with some players who can also have a uh, appearance in the in the starting lineup or at least just some minutes in the in the uh, in the team and not we don't use such a game as a as a big game day experience for young players or whatever of course it would be a nice experience but for that the the game is too uh, too important or to risk that or just that we get some compliments to do this so i think we we are anyway one of the youngest uh, squads in the in whole western europe uh, competitive uh, football and for that it's not like we bring uh, four 17 year old lads tomorrow on the uh, on the bench so um, there will be a few players uh, definitely uh, involved but like i said before we also have to uh, pay a bit of attention that for example yeah tim cruel is not a major doubt but at least that it could be could be worse or whatever it could be that we travel with uh, three three goalkeepers out of out of this case and for that um don't want to speak too much about uh, about the personal terms to me i think i think you played the most youngsters in the premier league this season so at least yes but it's not like we want to win the competition or the award for playing the most youngsters so we want uh, want to win points that's uh, that's the most important uh, topic and and of course it's uh, it's a, uh, it's a part of our style but the most important topic is always uh, to win uh, the three points or if it's not possible then to win the one point so it's not like um, I want to be praised and win the individual award as the bravest coach in the in the country who plays just with uh, average age of, of 17.0 so if you do this then you have no chance in this uh, in this league um, when they're ready uh, they, they give a go so we proved that several times but we don't want to do anything stupid that's for sure have you got a chance tomorrow you always have a chance that's, uh, that's definitely for sure um, Daniel uh, obviously there'll be There'll be people who'll be really disappointed at being injured, and there'll be others that are quite, I guess, excited about getting a chance. So, how would you sort of sum up the mood amongst the players? Hopefully they are excited and not scared. No, so in, in general, of course, you could feel that a few lads are right now uh, back in contention. They're also a bit nervous, yeah, because uh, you're always nervous when you get perhaps your debut or your chance and your chance uh, to ch shine. But to do this in such a, such a game... Um, against uh, probably the best or one of the two best teams in the world um, it's it's always tricky and you're also a bit nervous and for that I think it was up to me to, to give them also trust and trust and, and confidence and also to calm the nerves a bit down so my feeling is also we should go into this game tomorrow with with, a, with the attitude we have nothing to lose but we can win a lot and this is more like how we want to we'll go in and, and I hope all the lads understand also the message because I will back them what, whatever happens tomorrow I will be there for them I will protect them and I won't be annoyed when they are not there with a perfect performance and they are with there was mistakes they are totally allowed uh, to to make mistakes but i want them to be brave i don't want want them after the game to have no regrets and think oh we could invest a bit more we could try a bit more i want them to be brave and uh, this approach for tomorrow and also the mood we try to create uh, during the last uh, the last day and uh, that last days and hopefully it fits what's the if, what would you put the thing down to that makes manchester city 
say, harder to play than, than Liverpool or, or the, the sort of challenge that comes with Man City, say, compared to not harder, just just uh, just different, different different approach. Because for me, um, like I said, so Pep Guardiola together with uh, Jurgen Klopp for me at the moment, um, two outstanding coaches, two world class coaches, different in, in their approach, also different in their style, but um, really world class. Uh, I like a lot their their playing philosophy, how they play, their their approach, and um, yeah, of course, when all this comes together, you have you have got. Um, a perfect philosophy, a perfect idea how to play. You've got world-class players, you've got world-class coach. Uh, and this, this comes together then for, for a big club and um, really professional professional club full of, uh, full of class and you are successful. So it's no coincidence that they won so much uh, in the recent, uh, recent years and um, it's, a, it's a club full of class. And also, although they are successful, you always got the feeling okay, the spirit uh, on the pitch is they are still greedy and they want to win football games and they're never happy just uh, to win a game 1-0, so they're greedy to score goals, they score goals for fun, but although they are so attacking, they're also unbelievably good in, in terms of defending, they concede, uh, yeah, just a small number of goals and for that, um, it's an unbelievably difficult task and we have to be, uh, they had definitely at our best to have a chance tomorrow. Just, just one more, sorry. Um, I know, so in your first season, you one of the few times you started with three at the back and we won't go into how many centre-backs you've got and whether you can physically play it but has your side evolved so that you probably are less likely to use that in, in games say against Manchester City or whereas you were, you were sort of using it against Chelsea when you were in the cup games and they're the ones I remember so mm -hmm. has, your, has your own team evolved to the point mm -hmm. where you probably wouldn't yeah I don't want to tell it and speak too much about our tactical approach but it's it's always a topic and we played this also several times we also played this for example during preseason for 60 or 70 minutes against Schalke and we were pretty good in this in this topic if I'm honest I would would have liked to to play a bit a bit more often during preseason also with stream information the problem was uh, I never had more than two center backs available during preseason also um, during this season it was also also a bit the topic so it's it's definitely in my head and we know that how how to play in in three man formation and if we need um, at any point to to play three man formation my lets are my lets are prepared but it's also also up to calm myself self down so sometimes when you got the feeling um, it would make sense to to switch to three man formation so it's not like a chess game between football coaches and it's not up to, to, to me to celebrate myself that we are capable also to switch the formations uh, too much so uh, it's also you also have to calm yourself down and, and uh, to get the right decision uh, what the team needs at the moment and when there are already many many um, changes in personal terms then also to change the general approach and change the base formation it could be sometimes tricky I don't say that we won't do this but uh, sometimes it's uh, it's also important to, to calm my, uh, myself down so it's 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 not important that I'm in the spotlight so it's the most important thing is that the lads on the pitch are on the spotlight and uh, I'm there for helping them and uh, try my best in order to do this Daniel just a question about when the players are facing tomorrow you coach you start coaching at Dortmund's at the time when they can go to one Bergen's first team. Um, did you ever get to work with him, or was he held up to your players as an example of a local Kentucky country player? Mm -hmm. With whom? With Gundogan. Yeah, Gundogan. Okay. Um, 
No, so I think it was uh, it was he he left uh, when I when I joined Dortmund. So it it was uh, was not that we had spent so much time together. But of course he's a, he's a top class player. So I like him uh, like him a lot. He's he's versatile. He can play different different positions. He's a, also can be a key player for for Man City. But if I'm honest, so they have so many key players, especially in the in the, in the midfield. It's definitely a player uh, Pep Pep likes because um, he loves uh, to to work with midfield players with his technical ability of of Gundogan. He's one of they are. Threats also for tomorrow, and if he's on the pitch, then we have to pay a lot of attention on them because um, he can be a genius on the pitch. That's for sure.